Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 151 for Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. Happy April Fool's Day, everybody. Uh, I, April Fool's, I didn't have the podcast ready for you on Wednesday. How about that? <laughs> There's my April Fool's to you. I'm sure lots of people are doing dumb uh, coronavirus jokes as we continue on for the uh, the quarantine and all that fun stuff. Are you guys staying inside? Huh? You staying inside, you being good, that's good, because not everybody is, and I will talk about that a little bit later on in the episode. Um, what else can I tell you guys about? I'll be telling you about some things that I've been trying to do to keep myself busy. Um, not a whole hell of a lot to, to, to you know, chime in on. Been doing lots of uh, video games and shows, and I'll tell you guys about that. I've been watching the... Uh, the, the updates again, I'm here in Canada. I'm sure, you know, most of you listening are Canadian, uh, but then I have my international listeners as well. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks for being out there. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, but yeah, I've been watching the, uh, the stuff on the, the news. I watch it via YouTube cause I don't have a uh, cable. I just don't see the point. It's available in the house. I could get it. I just don't want to add another wire and another box for something. I'm just not going to do. I don't watch sports anymore. Um, don't care. The news generally just bores the shit out of me. But right now I'm kind of like, all right, but I can get these same news broadcasts, uh, streamed live over YouTube and stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing. We'll talk some more about that later on. Um, I'll tell you, you know, I got some new, uh, some new buddies that I'm spending virtual time with, uh, every day. I'll talk about those two guys and, um, what else? Yeah. And then, and then I'll talk about, like I said, the, the, you know, a lot of people are doing great staying indoors and some are not, um, but we will talk about all that in due time. So first things first, uh, one of the things that I've done to, to kill some time was uh, last week, Simon and I, uh, started a 2000 piece puzzle, not 1000, haha, <laughs> 1000 is, uh, is ambitious enough for most, but I have a 2000 piece puzzle of the map of the world. And, uh, I decided to bust that out. Simon and I each brought up a little bottle of, uh, of whiskey, uh, you know, we shared back and forth and then had, um, you know, had ourselves a time doing a puzzle. Now the puzzle's still to this date, uh, downstairs. Um, it's not finished, but it is getting there. It is, it is, I say in the, the home stretch final, final 20, 25%, I would say. Hmm. And as anyone would guess, it's the water that's left. Uh, <laughs> the, the geographical, uh, areas were easier of course, to put together. Um, I spent the first night, like it's a 2000 piece puzzle. We, the, we spent the vast majority of our first evening just flipping pieces over and then organizing them. I got these really cool. Um, I don't do puzzles as much as I like to. I probably do 
maybe two a year, but I find them like I'll, I'll just escape for, you know, a good day or two. Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't spend the whole day, but a lot of times I'll spend at least a few hours of a day doing the puzzle. Um, but I spent on this one, I probably spent at least 24 hours, uh, not consecutively, of course, but just overall 24 hours on this thing. Um, the first night was like flipping over pieces. And then I built the top and bottom borders. The issue with the borders is the top and the bottom. They had this kind of line that would, that would go across them that would get slightly thicker as it hit the center of the puzzle and then thin back out again, uh, which was something to work off of. Cause you're like, okay, at least I can negotiate the pieces and navigate them. And it goes, if it's a thick line, it's gonna be close to the center, thinner towards the edge, something to know where the pieces go. Um, the sides of the, the, the border were all the same color. So the, even the, like that, it was great that they're end pieces, you know, that they're end pieces. Um, but anyways, I was going to say one of the things that I got, I got two things, but someone has since thrown out, uh, the most crucial piece of the second piece. Uh, second thing I should say, um, is I got these things for puzzles one time and it was at chapters. I had some store credit and I was kind of looking chapters has a lot of board games and things like that. Um, Indigo, Coles, wherever you call it. And, um, I noticed that they had some stuff. They had a ton of puzzles, but then in the puzzle area, they had um, some stuff for puzzles. One of the things they had was a puzzle roll. So if you're not familiar with this, it's where you can, it's effectively like a, like a felt mat that you lay down on a table. You do your puzzle on that. And then if you're not finished the puzzle, you stick, um, sometimes it's a cardboard tube. In the case of the one that I had, it was inflatable. Um, So you just blow this thing up. And, uh, and then you stick it down. It's like a giant tube. I would say maybe a three, three inches in diameter. You lay this on one side of the puzzle and then you roll the puzzle along this thing. So basically allows you to store the puzzle, um, in between, you know, sitting. So you're not just taking up the table. Well, uh, since the last puzzle I did, uh, the first one I ever used that for, uh, someone has thrown that thing out. I had them in the living room with the puzzles under, uh, under a table or whatever. Um, and the, the felt mat in the box was still there, but someone has thrown out the, the tube that goes with it. So, uh, yay roommates. Um, but, um, the other thing that I got was these puzzle trays and they're like, they're like, they're just like little, a little tray that there's six of them and they stack on top of each other. So what's really cool about those is it makes organizing pieces a lot easier. Um, it looks like just something like, well, I could do that with plates or bowls, right? Yeah, sure. You could absolutely. This was just something I blew money on cause I was buying other puzzle crap at the same time. But, uh, these trays are kind of cool because what I, what I did, um, and Simon didn't understand Simon was organizing pieces based on geography. He's like, well, this is the country that's in South America. So I'll put all these ones over here. I'm like, that's great. I don't know the geography, a lot of these things. So if I'm looking for, I'm like, for me, I'm like the whole map is colors, different colors, Simon. So let's put all the green pieces in there. And if you're looking for a green country, then you can go into the green bin as opposed to trying to read every piece and go, Oh, that's geographic. Anyways, that kid, I could choke him. But, um, so I, I, basically these trays are great because one of the first things that I did was I started taking all of the blank water pieces. So some of the water would have, you know, markings on it, whether it was like a, a gulf of this or an inlet that, or a basin that like they had a lot of them had words on them. So I would take all the pieces that had absolutely no wording on them that were just blue and immediately put them in one of the trays just to get all of these pieces off the table. So it's less to look at. And then there was, you know, red, pink, green, uh, and white, right. For Iceland and, uh, or sorry, not Iceland, Greenland and a bunch of other areas, Antarctica, whatever. So what I was doing was I was separating these into different trays. So a, there's not as many loose pieces on the table, but if you decided you're going to work on an area, 
you'd have all of the colors for, you know, a certain area or whatever to go through. Like Russia's like, it was all pink. So it was like all the, all the pink stuff for Russia. There were other pink countries, but I'm saying that it makes your search a lot easier when you're looking for all of one color pieces, not to mention the fact that it's not just spread all over the table. It's all in one place. Anyways, all this is to say, look at me making content out of puzzle talk. Huh? Huh? This guy's got his ups his puzzle game. Let me tell you, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it fucking good. Huh? I'm going I'm to I'm do good. All right. Not, not great. But good. Um, I'm saying this because basically I have an hour to fill, <laughs> but uh, no, the truth is that I, I kind of like this trays. It actually made, made taking up a lot of space on the, the dining room table, you know, uh, a little more courteous. So now I've actually got the puzzle over to one side of the table and all I have left is, is water. Some of, some of the water pieces still have some, some names on them. And I'm where I worked on those earlier today, got a lot of the pieces out, but it's still, it's going to be a grind. Um, I actually had to create a system for like, I, this is easier to, to, to show than it is to describe. But, um, when I was doing the edges, like the way the cuts were, you know, um, for the, the end pieces, it was like, you had like innies and outies kind of thing, like males and female pieces. And I had to separate the two into like different bins so that I could, this was way back when I was working on the border, but it was so that I could go, okay, like there's this one and then there's this kind. So just cutting the amount of pieces to check in half every time. Cause I'd be like any, okay. And now an Audi and switch to the other tray, find the Audi piece. All right. Now back to any tray, you know what I mean? And just made it. So all the any pieces were in one side, all the Audis were in another. So these trays actually do, if you do like doing puzzles and you're not just cons, the hunt is, is the, the, I don't want to say the frustrating part. It's just the most time consuming. It's just literally looking for the piece. And I get, some people might be like, yeah, well, it's the whole point of a puzzle. Eh, I can look at a piece and find it. You know, I think just cutting down. Cause at this point I'm like, we've, we've done all the continents. Kind of the fun part is over. Now it's just the, just finish it. You know what I mean? Like that project in the garage that you gotta, you gotta, what do you call it? Tarp over. It's like, nah, I just gotta get it finished. All the fun parts are over. I don't want to, that's the, the, the short version of it is I don't want to do it anymore, <laughs> but it's taking up room on the dining room and I want to finish it. So, um, yeah, the trays help. Okay. And a puzzle roll would be even better. I could have rolled it up and put it away and then I wouldn't be in this sense of like, okay, get it finished. Cause now I'm doing it out of obligation as opposed to the fun part for the first couple of days. But, uh, all right. So I did a 2000 piece puzzle of the fucking world and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, snap a photo of it when it's done and I'll throw it up on the, the socials. Um, so yeah, that was a thing that I did this week, nine minutes down. Hey, Hey, um, what else did I do? Um, I started just in the last few days, actually just started watching, uh, Ozark, which isn't what I thought it was. I, for some reason I thought Ozark, just because of the way that the logo looked, I thought it was like some sci-fi show. <laughs> Whiskey. Um, so yeah, uh, started Ozark. I'm a few episodes in, I was actually just watching it an episode right before I started recording the podcast. And I think I likes it. Um, but I'm only three episodes in and I'm, I'm not because the, the third season just came out and Kamara was raving about how amazing it is. Um, and then Jason watched it and said, he's like, nah, it was good. It wasn't as good as Kamara said. Like Kamara made it sound like it was the most compelling, uh, thing that's ever been on. I haven't seen it yet. So maybe Kamar's right, but I know that Kamar said it was amazing. Jason said it was good, but not anywhere near as good as Kamar said. And so, um, I'll, I'll keep watching, but right now I'm enjoying it and something good on, uh, on there. I also watched something else, but I'm going to bring it up a little bit later on. Cause I got an email from a buddy, uh, relating to it. Um, I, I another thing that I've done is, um, my mom is, is doing a really good job of staying home and, and self-isolating. And by that really good job, I mean, like she's not left. 
Um, which like she, she goes for walks, their dogs. She takes her dogs to secluded places and walks them where there are early people. Um, but she stays home. She's not going to any stores of any kind. Um, as a matter of fact, I've, I've volunteered to run all of her errands for her for a couple of reasons. One, um, well, the main one is my mom is in the vulnerable category. She's 67 and she does have respiratory issues. So if she contracts the COVID-19 virus, she will probably be one of the numbers that doesn't make it. That's just, that's just the cold hard facts. Um, that's, that's very good chance. My mom will die if she contracts this disease. So I've been like, mom, stay home. If you need anything, I will get it for you. Um, I also haven't been able to visit her because, um, you know, my, my, clock is continuously reset. I'll talk about that later on. But one of the things my mom asked was if I wanted to go for a walk with her and the dogs. And that was, that was earlier last week. And I said, sure. I said, but as long as, you know, I'll meet you there. I'll meet you. Tell me where you want to go and I'll meet you there. And then we'll stay, you know, eight feet away from each other. I know it's supposed to be six, but let's say eight. Cause a lot of people don't seem to know the different distance between six feet. Some people think that if you can reach out and touch the person on the shoulder, that's six feet away. Uh, it's not, you're an idiot. Um, Sorry, not that you're an idiot. You're just ignorant. Okay. That's what it is. You're ignorant. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so I, I said, okay, well, we'll stay and we'll, we'll be, you know, we'll, I'll walk near you, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna walk beside you. I don't want you to get sick. And I said, I don't know if I have it, you know, if it takes two weeks to show, I, you know, again, with people coming and going from the house, I've had to make trips out. I don't know if I have it and I'm not willing to, to kill you to have it. I understand she missed my mom's like, well, if you want, you can, you know, on the next nice day, you can come over and we'll have tea in the backyard and we can sit six feet apart or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, if I, you know, if I walk through the house and touch something or whatever, I just, again, it's to me, it's, it's, it's a small risk, but it's a risk nonetheless. Um, so anyways, I went for two walks with my mom this week. Um, first time there's a, when I say a lot, I mean, there was a reasonable amount of people out with their dogs and stuff. And, uh, that was tough, uh, only because, you know, people's dogs would run up to our dogs and then be like, Hey, oh, how's and then they would walk and they'd get a little too close. I was like, all right, guys, you know, please social distancing, please. You know, don't make me be that, that fucking loser guy, you know, don't need you two feet away from each other. Just please back up, you know, don't approach us and we won't approach you. So and I'm sure some of my listeners might think I'm, I'm nuts. Um, you know, and I just, I just, I don't want to see people get hurt. I don't want to give something to somebody. I don't want somebody to give something to me because that's somebody else I could give it to. I have to be mindful that every time I leave this house, if I come in contact with anything, I'm bringing it home to the other three people that live here. I don't just, if I lived on my own, fine. I, I, you know, if I go out and I touch something, I'm only bringing it back home to myself, but I'm trying to be careful of like my mom. I can't see my mom. I can't go over and visit her and, and, you know go into her house. Cause if I have it, I can leave it there and I don't want her to die. And I think that's the way a lot of people should be considering this. I know a lot of you are and, and good on you guys. Um, but anyways, yeah. So walks with the dogs is nice. I get to visit her, but a couple of times I see my mom getting a little too close and I'm like, mom, you know, I'll be walking and she'll, you know, walk over behind me or something like that. And then I'll turn around and she's, you know, three feet behind me. I'm like, mom, please. I go, the other day I was coughing a little bit and I was like, I don't know what this cough is, but, but you're downwind of me right behind me. Please get away from me. You know, we can chat and it's nice to see you and I want to come give you a big hug, but I can't, you know, not until I know for sure I don't have it. And that's, you know, the numbers are going up. 
And, uh, you know, I, I, whatever, I'm sure you get it. I'm sure a lot of you guys are having conversations like this. And a lot of you, I'm sure I'm certain a lot of you are having the, this is no big deal talk and who cares. And I know I don't, I feel fine. It's like this. Yeah. That's the biggest problem with this. This is not like you get, you, you get, you know, you see somebody and you get sick within 24, 48 hours. It can take two weeks to show symptoms. You could be carrying it and giving it to people long before you don't feel well. And then by the time you find out you don't feel well and that you have it, it's too late. You've, you know, who knows how many people you've given it to? Cause oh, I feel fine. No, it's no big deal. Not all I'm saying is that there's a lot of people out there who are being really selfish right now, really selfish. And, um, and I fuck, I hope that, that their selfishness doesn't, you know, uh, impact the people. I don't have a problem. Listen, if you only affect yourself, if you go out to grocery stores and you touch boxes and things like that, and you come home and it's just you that gets sick from having gone to the grocery store at home. That's you. That's your choice. And you did it. Um, but when you have other people that when you go and do something, you could be bringing it back to unless you're hyper vigilant. And a lot of people think that hyper vigilant is going out and touching things and, and this and that, and then coming home and washing your hands when you get home, that that's hyper vigilant. It's not, it's one of the steps. The only problem is that all the things that you touch in the meantime, if you touch a box at the grocery store, let's just say theoretically the, the box at the grocery store, someone with COVID has touched it. Someone who doesn't know they have COVID has touched it. You pick it up to look at it. All right. Let's say you don't buy it or you do buy it. It doesn't really matter. You've touched this now. It's on your hands. Okay. Let's just say it's sludge. Treat it like slime. You've touched it. Now your hand has slime on it. Well, you put your hand in your pocket. Maybe you, you rub your leg or something like that, or, or, you know, cross your hands you grab your wallet to pay when you're done at the end. Now it's on your wallet. It's on your cards. All right. You tap to, to pay or whatever it is. Now it's in your wallet. Now you walk to your car and you open the handle of your door and you sit down in your car and you touch your steering wheel, right? Then you go out and you grab the bags from the, the car and you've touched them. You've touched the, the gate of your trunk. You've touched the bags, right? You touch your front door when you walk in your keys to, to, to do that, Right. You walk inside, you set the bags down, you wash your hands because that's the solution. Well, even if, you know, you know, you could touch those bags again after you're done washing your hands to take everything out, to touch, to touch the box again that you thought was safe. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I'm not saying that everything you touch is toxic. If it was, the numbers would be way higher than they are. But the idea is it's all a risk. And they have said that COVID can live on surfaces for 24 to 48 hours. So even if you, you think you're safe or whatever, and then you go back into the car the next day and you're not going anywhere, you're doing something like I did, which you're just going for a walk with your, your mom or whatever. If you touch that door handle again, the, if, if that, those germs or that residue is still there, you could get it. I'm saying that people are touching things and think that it's as simple as you put on a mask, which they've already said that really wearing a mask is only for kind of the sick people. That's to keep you from coughing it everywhere more than it is for other people to contract it. So the, the message, I'm not trying to be a fear monger. I'm not trying to jump on the same fucking bandwagons, guys. All I'm trying to say is that when you leave and you go to a store and you start touching things, you are taking a risk. The danger isn't even so much from the doing that as it is the people who think that there's no risk. When you think I can do whatever I want, everything's safe, everything's fine. That's when you make mistakes. That's when you spread shit. That's when you, cause you don't care and you're not mindful of it. 
If you're like, Hey, there's a risk every time I do this, then you're going to be a little more careful of what you touch and how often you wash your hands and things like that. Again, you could wear gloves the whole time you're up, but it still doesn't matter. As I illustrated, you touch one thing, then you touch something else. You touch this, touch that, touch your wallet, touch other. Great. You take your gloves off and you get home and think, Oh, I'm safe. But then you start touching the same things that you've already touched with the contaminant. So if you're going to get sick, that's an easy way. But if you think, ah, no, there's nothing wrong. Well, then you're not being mindful of that. Okay. Everything's not that toxic, but some areas are. Some people are sick and they don't know they are. That's why the numbers are growing faster right now, not slowing down. But I digress. I, I have run these things for my mom because uh, one of the things she needed was a prescription from the pharmacy. And I was like, yeah, I don't want you going to a pharmacy. That's where sick people go. Or people related or living with sick people are going on their behalf. So I'm like, and they're picking things up and touching things and this and that. I'm like, yeah, so those, that's a more, in my opinion, dangerous area than anywhere else. So I'm like, I went and I picked up the prescription, <coughs> the fucking pharmacist. I got, and then this is another example too, I'll tell you about. I'm one of the pharmacists, because there were several there working. Uh, one of them, I see him, they're all wearing gloves. Um, I think one of them was wearing a mask but they're all wearing gloves. I watch one guy, no word of a lie. The phone rings. He picks up the phone, holds it to the side of his face. So that bear, right? And that's, and that's how you answer a phone. Fuck whatever. Maybe he was delegated the only guy to answer the phone. I don't know what precautions they're taking, but, but this is what I see. However, I see him with his gloves on. He holds the phone to his face. All of his fingers in this glove are touching the side of his face right next to his mouth, right next to his mouth. So anything he may have touched because of these gloves or whatever, you know, anything he may have touched over the course of the day, the gloves that he's using to protect himself from, the gloves are now effectively right outside his mouth, rubbing his face. And I'm looking at this going, this fucking idiot, like, you know, he's not holding it. Yeah, anyways, whatever. It doesn't, you get what I'm saying. There's lots of ways to hold a phone where you're not, you don't have your fingers on your face. This fucking idiot. <clears throat> so if he did touch anything or do anything that, that got it, he's got it now. So wearing the gloves, you know, that's another thing too. Just, just by putting on gloves doesn't mean, okay, I'm safe now. Cause I'm wearing gloves. Well, the idea is it doesn't touch your skin, but you turn around and you touch your face with gloves on you fucking idiot. You, you still have completely defeated the purpose of wearing those gloves, you know? And then if you have something and you've touched your face, you may have just given it to somebody else because now you're touching other people's shit with your fucking hands, their prescriptions, their medications, you know what I mean? So anyways, there's tons of stuff out there about this. Um, my point is that the, the problem isn't necessarily like how much of it is out there. Cause we all know based on the numbers, it's not insane in Canada yet, but it's people like that who think that they're taking precautions who clearly are doing the dumbest shit. They're the reason that, that it could continue to spread. And then there's the, then there's the the sect of the population that we all know about that are the real problem are the ones who are still gathering, still doing things, um, and, and not taking it uh, serious. So I picked up, uh, some, some grocery, my mom had ordered some groceries. I went to the store, small store. I went in, they had it ready in bags. I picked it up, tap to pay, uh, done easy out the door. Then I went to the pharmacy. I saw what I saw. The guy behind the counter sold me the two prescriptions that I was trying to pick up. It turns out one of them wasn't mine. Um, or wasn't one the one I was supposed to pick up. So he needs to give me a refund, calls the manager over, uh, and then like hands me, cause it was a refund. I had to sign the little refund slip and he hands me a pen that God knows how many people have touched, 
you know, and I wasn't wearing gloves at that time. So I'm like, okay, great. So I signed with the pen. I'm like this and that there's no Purell or anything like that at the counter. So I'm like, all right, great. So I, I go out with the, the, I asked them for a bag. It already comes in a paper bag, but I asked them for a bag. They give me to the bag, drop it in. Cool. I carry the bag. I want to go back to my mom's. I take the, I tell her to reach into the bag and grab the prescription because I've been touching the bag. So reach in, grab a prescription, you know? Um, I said, don't touch the handles. I didn't go near her. I wasn't holding that in front of me. That would break the six foot rule. But I'm like, just when you, when you take the stuff, I go, you can grab the bag by the bottom, turn it upside down and dump your, your shit out. Do not touch this bag, you know, or, and then throw it out, you know, by the bottom when you're done. I know it seems excessive guys. I really do know that, but if I'm right, if there's a chance that I have it, then why take that extra risk? And again, the reason I'm running my, like I said, I'm running my uh, errands for my mom one, cause she's in the vulnerable category. But number reason number two is my mom is not a careful person. She's not hyper diligent. She's very klutzy, very clumsy. And it's because she's not paying attention. So my mom's the kind of person who would go to one of these stores, open every fridge and look in and, and touch, 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 and not pay attention and rubber face, <clears throat> rubber ears, whatever it is. It's, it's, yeah, it's better that she's at home not out touching everything. So that's why I'm, I'm, I ran her errands for her in a day. Um, I ran an errand for my dad last week. I don't remember what day of the week it was. I may have mentioned it. And I picked up the last of the things that I needed at that same time. I was hoping that that was my last venture out. But then when my mom reminded me that she needed stuff picked up at the, 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 uh, pharmacy, I said, okay, we'll do that. And if there's any groceries you need, do it. I want to go out one last time, get you what you need and be done with it. Um, I spoke to her today and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm running out of this. I'm going to have to go out to the pharmacy sometime this week. I go, listen to me. I go right down what you need. And I would suggest this to anybody too, who's maybe there's still lots of people who aren't taking it seriously yet. Um, <clears throat> I watched something today. I watched the premier, um, which is like, I guess the Senator or the governor of Ontario for my American listeners. But I watched the premier of Ontario today do a talk about what projected numbers of infections and, and fatalities that they may have by the end of the month in a kind of a best case scenario. And they're projected to have 3000 to 1500 deaths from COVID by the end of the month. Four weeks, 1,500 people dead. And, uh, and that sucks, man, because there's shit like, like if everyone just stayed home, this thing would die in two weeks, you know? So, but like I said, if people go out, they, they got to talk to somebody else. Like the amount of people that have been to our house, I think I told you guys in the last episode, they had people come to pick up their paychecks at the house. I come home from that errand that I ran and there's fucking, why is there five people in our house? Well, they got to get their paychecks. They can get their paychecks outside, ring the doorbell. You walk it out, hand it to them. See you later. Like I, I, I can't do everyone's thinking for them in this house. I'm frustrated guys. I really am. Uh, because I, I'd like to be able to see my family again. My mom has, is almost two weeks now at home, self-isolated. So we can cross her off the list as somebody who has it. She's done the right thing. She's been home. She's not left. She's. You know, when she has left, she's only gone out to walk her dogs. And I've kept telling her every day, do not go near your neighbors. I know that. Oh, it's good to see you. Do not walk up to them. You don't know what they have. Six feet's fine. Keep your distance. Someone's coughing, turn your fucking head or back up a little bit more. But you know, it's not the end of the world to talk to someone from six feet away. Uh, Mika, my good friend was, was in the neighborhood. I think I may have mentioned this whenever Mika came over, we chatted, uh, you know, we sat six feet away from each other on the curb more, probably more so. And just, that was that we had a, we had a chat, but I was able to see him six feet apart. Didn't break any rules outside. Um, 
it's it's a it's it's different when you're going into stores, guys. And you you don't the idea is like it's what you don't know that could hurt you, right? Walking around with COVID, not knowing you have it, that can hurt you. Can hurt someone you care about. You know, who touched this door before me? Were they careful? Who touched these products? Who touched this pin pad? Who touched this? Who touched that? Uh, you you don't know. And uh, I can't believe I fucking, I missed, uh, I forgot to write this down in my note. Um, uh, I, uh, I went out, uh, to get, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about this in a minute, but, um, we're April 1st and beyond. So no takeout is in full effect guys, but I did get, um, when Simon and I started that puzzle, we ordered uh pizza from uh, a good friend of mine place, uh, Joe's pizza. Um, we had that delivered. <clears throat> I tapped, I asked them if they had tapped cause I tapped the machine, felt bad for the delivery guy too. I brought the pizza in with my hands. I opened the box and then I washed them. And so Simon just don't touch, touch the outside of the box. We had our pizza. When I was done, I grabbed a paper towel, grabbed the box, threw it out. Don't know what they have. I mean, obviously if they're touching the boxes and they have it, you know, the food's going to do it too, but maybe, maybe being in the oven wouldn't do it or what have you. I don't know. But, uh, I kind of had my last takeout from Joe's. Um, but I, I, I had it with Simon when we did the puzzle and I was like, oh, that was so good. I haven't been eating pizza or any of that shit for some time now, but I was like, well, since, since it's off the menu, you know, and there's no sit down restaurants, this no takeout thing. I'm like, uh, that's, that's, uh, this is going to be a bit. So I, I, I went on my way home from a walk with my mom to grab uh, my last takeout on, uh, the 31st. And, um, I, I opened the door again with the tissue, threw it out. Uh, chatted with the, the owner, good guy, uh, good friend. And, um, just how he's doing this and that we both talked about how just people don't know. And I go, I'm, I'm happy for you that you're still open. And I watched him at one point. Um, he coughed, he didn't cough into any, like he didn't cough over anything. He didn't cough into his hand. He covered his mouth with his, with his elbow, but it was just one of those, like, you know, he coughed. It wasn't a hard cough, just a, you know, maybe clear his throat. Like people do cough without having COVID, but it's just one of those things that raises an eyebrow and I'm like, mm, okay. All right. Then the delivery guy came in and he was doing much with, and I was just thinking to him, I'm like, wow, like, does this guy even know who he's passing a pin as anyways? Um, the, the thing I watched today from the premiere, they were also talking about how, uh, tomorrow they shut down end of day tomorrow. They shut down, um, more non-essential businesses and things like that. Um, it's not fun to watch. I want this shit to be over. I'd like to go back to, to work. I'd like to, for things to go back to normal, but, uh, but yeah. Um, and a lot of, I, I'm going to try to finish it up. I've been watching the, the prime minister Trudeau, uh, well-spoken dude. Um, and, uh, I think he's doing the best he can in this time. I'm not a, you know, a big left or right or liberal or conservative or whatever, but it's one of those things where just watching him and how he's kind of trying to, to give everyone comfort. I mean, he's a guy whose wife got COVID 19. She self-isolated. He isolated with her. Um, at the house and they tried to apparently, I, I don't really have a full understanding of that. I think that they were trying to distance themselves, but, but she got the all clear from the doctors after two weeks of self-isolation and she's taken their kids up to their cottage or whatever to kind of isolate themselves. And he is remaining at, at his home, um, self-isolating until he knows for sure that he's not got it, but he's continuing to work, um, and doing, uh, addresses every day. Then you look at what you could have south of the border, uh, Trump, uh, not knowing what he's talking about as usual. That's not new. I'm sorry. Any of my American listeners who are Trump supporters, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sure even part of you deep down wishes that you had a better commander in chief, uh, during a time of crisis. Um, he's an absolute moron. Uh, he's so fucking stupid. 
uh, talked about bringing troops to the border of Canada like a week ago. Why we have way less cases than than you do? Uh, our borders closed. What what would we want to get into the states for? You're the number one, and and this is not incorrect. They are the number one country in the world for amount of COVID nineteen cases, um, and as of today or whatever this last weekend, uh, they want to shut down. Uh, they, they've ordered 3M to stop sending masks to Canada, to stop bringing masks to Canada for our, then to keep them all in the United States, um, which hurts trade and, and, uh, relationships. And, and of course, 3M is, is run by adults. So they were like, uh, we can't do that. That doesn't make any sense. And then, uh, Trump invoked some act. Uh, I can't remember the name of the act is in front of me right now, but invoked some act that forces them to, to do what they're told by him not to send any. So, um, they're denying that. So that's going to be a thing back and forth. That might be the beginning of some back and forth. Let's see how this shit plays out because, because, uh, our, you know, our country and our government has turned around and said that, um, you know, this, if you're going to deny us things, this could affect trade both ways. It might be equally bad for you as it is for us. I don't like the idea that in a time like this with that fucking orange monkey, uh, no idea, no crass, no diplomacy can turn around and the shit he would do. He'd drop a bomb on a country just because they didn't, they didn't give him what he wants. He's a fucking child. Um, yeah. And I really can't believe that any, any Americans, any adults can't see that of this guy. You know, um, and I'm sorry. And let me just put this out there. I'm really sorry to all of my American friends and listeners, um, who are in danger because of the inaction of this man, uh, over what's happened. Um, it's not just him. It's a lot of people too. It's a lot of, again, these selfish people who like during this, this had to go on spring break. You know, I talked about last episode, go out, get it, hang out with other people who cares. We're young. Like the, the people here were doing it too. the queen students. There was tons of people on the news that were, were doing it. We're not going to get it. And we're this and that, you know, we're young and we'll just beat it. And like all of the people who were selfish and didn't think you gotta, you gotta have a little bit of empathy for these young people. Um, this day and age. Cause like a lot of them, like, like every young person, they don't have a scope of reference. They've never lived through anything like this. A lot of us have not. Um, things like this, these, these illnesses and these epidemics, they exist in third world countries and shit like that every year. This is not new that there's something out there that could kill you if you're not careful. Like that's just the way it is in a lot of places. And we're getting a taste of that. Um, so maybe once we're done this, we'd have a little more empathy of other places that are dealing with it. But on top of that, these young people have no idea. Like the, the, nothing is real. Bills aren't real, you know, debt and future and, and all sorts of things are not real to them yet. So. As much as you're like, you fucking idiot, dumb, like, they, yeah, all young kids are stupid. You know, they don't know any better. Uh, I, I'm still a fucking idiot and I'm just starting to go like, like, that's what drives me crazy. It's funny because like, I'll, even when I'm doing promotional stuff and I'm working with my young coworkers, like don't know anything. And I'm like, guys, when the class clown is telling you to fucking smarten up, but it's only because, yeah, again, at that age, like I didn't know, they don't know. Expecting somebody to not be who they should be is kind of crazy. Although again, the expecting the president to be an adult, that, I don't think that that's asking too much. Oh, this scotch is good guys. Drinking a nice Aberlour 16, uh, Highland, if I'm not mistaken, or Speyside. I don't know, but there's a nice, Oh yeah. Nice sherry on that. If I do get COVID, I'll tell you, I'm going to clean these fucking shelves out of booze. Oh baby. I will start opening bottles and living the good life, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh Yeah. Hmm. Is that annoying yet? Sound of me nosing this? Oh yeah, that's good. 
Well, that's another thing with this whiskey too, is that it really is. You can just sit and, and just smell it. Mm, you don't have to like, oh, just drink it. Cause that's part of this. That's part of the experience is, uh, is nosing a nice whiskey. Hmm. I like, I'll have a sip. All right. All right. You talk me into it. <laughs> oh, there's a drip on my paper now. Um, yeah. So I did the, uh, I've started the no takeout. It's not gonna be very hard considering that, you know, well, it would be hard. But the, I mean, it'll be easier to eat better because the loophole to no takeout was that I can go into the restaurant and sit down and order whatever. But like I said, it would be more expensive and more time consuming than to just make something at home. So, uh, no moss on that. However, um, the loophole is closed, right? Going out to restaurants is not an option in terms of just, uh, going into a place, sitting down, ordering a meal, you can get takeout, but off the table for me. So I'm not doing that. Um, but my roommates keep leaving. Uh, yes, they do. Um, currently both Jason and Kamara are outside of the house and I have no idea where they are. I, I truly do not. Um, I, uh, I was mentioning how I was running errands for my mom and now she's saying she needs something else. I spoke to her earlier tonight and I said, listen, I will go out and get you what you need, but I need you to make a list. Last time I was at Costco, I kept calling her saying, okay, they have this here. Do you need that? Do you have enough of this? You know? I, I'm sure some of it, it's, this is over preparedness. It's kind of a need it or have it, not need it, then need it, not have it situation. Cause I'm going, if you are stuck inside, let's say that shit goes south, the second wave of, of infections and panic happens. What is something that you would need? Now, keep in mind, they're not shutting down water and electricity. It's just, what if you can't, you already can't get toilet paper at the stores. So what if you can't get the, sh the shit that you need? What do you need? I, I was even thinking like, you know, some people might just be like, oh, I got a hundred bags of chips and I got a couple cases of Coke. I'm good. All right. But you know, how are you going to keep from getting scurvy? Right. You know, if you get like a vitamin C deficiency or something like that, I mean, I've been taking my vitamins D and B, um, and I've been eating, you know, uh, making sure I have bananas. I had some fruit, fruit bowls earlier this week. Um, I've got a bunch of, uh, good, really nice company, uh, fresh pure, fresh and pure. They might be shit, but I like their stuff. Um, I got these like pineapple, uh, juices that have a ton of vitamin C in them. So I was like, that's what scurvy is. Right. I think I said that already the lack of vitamin C. So, you know, I just made sure that with all the stuff that I was buying soups and whatnot, I was making sure that I, I kind of diversified a little bit of the stuff. So, you know, have a glass of that every day and, uh, well, not every day. I haven't even been close to that, but you know, I have some, this, that, and the other, and I will, I will stave off scurvy. <laughs> Right. I went through my list of what I had last week. Um, but I do have snacks. I have soups. I have, I have everything that I need. Um, all sorts, everything from proteins to, to, you know, carbs and vitamins and, and uh, a lot of frozen vegetables. I made sure I bought lots of frozen vegetables so I can make those with my meal prep. I did more meal prep this week. So all that fun shit. But I said to my mom, I go, look, I don't want to keep leaving the house. All right, going out once a week or twice a week to get groceries or run an errand for dad. I go, I don't want to do that anymore because my roommates are leaving for reasons, in my opinion, that are not essential. Okay. Now someone might say, well, you go out for walks with your mom. Yes, I have gone out for walks with my mom. I drive to a location. I get out of my car. I walk away from her. Um, I don't even pet the dogs. Dogs are excited to see me and I'm excited to see them, but I don't, I don't touch them because I don't know what I'm putting on their fur that she can go ahead and rub, you know, they come up and lick my face and then they lick her face. I don't know. 
right? And it's, I'm not saying it's going to, but I don't know. And I think that that's, I think Penn and Teller, or not Penn and Teller, Penn Gillette, uh, had that in a, uh, an episode of crashing with, uh, what's his face? Pete, uh, Pete Holmes. And he was saying that's one of his issues with religions and leaders and, and hierarchies and everything like that is that a lot of them just lack the humility to turn around and say, I don't know. No religion says we don't know about this. They all know they all have the answer, but it's, there's a lot of humility to turn around and say, I don't know. I, I don't have the answer. And I, I don't know. Um, and that's the thing is right now, so many people don't know, don't know what's on this. Don't know if you have it, don't know, you know, uh, if it's safe to do this or that, but the, the, the confident ignorance, oh man in droves. I'm sorry. I really want to get off this. And I know that people are saying, you just complain in your pocket. This is fuck. People are dying. People are fucking dying. Man, and that's some people go, that's just the old ones. Yeah, but they're, there's somebody, man. There's somebody's mom. Like I have, like I have a lot of people on my social media and I'm, I'm looking at people like saying, like literally posting obituaries for people who've died of COVID man. And it's fucking heartbreaking. This is, I don't have a bunch of old people in a nursing home that I know, but my people I love and care about do, and they're dying from this thing. Why? Because people can't fucking stay home for two weeks, just two weeks. Or stay away from each other or stay out of stores. Anyways, off the soapbox. I just told her, I need you to make your list of what you need for a month. All right? Not for this week. And that's what I had already said to her when I was at Costco. I go, no, you can have enough of this for a few weeks. Oh, yeah, I'm good. But now she's like, oh, you know, I think I need, I, she needs some some pharmacy stuff. And I'm like, I was just there. I was just fucking there. I could have got it while I was there. You know, and I'm like, I, I understand mom. I, I'm, I'm, I'm angry because I'm afraid that something's going to happen to you, but I can't keep leaving the house to get shit. She's like, well, no, I can get it myself. I'm like, I don't want you getting it yourself. Just put a, a list on the fridge and write pharmacy, groceries, miscellaneous, whatever. Take two days and fill up that list and I will go get it in one day. And then I'm not going out again for a month. Okay. Because I'm having a hard time getting my roommates to understand how dangerous this is. And because I keep leaving, I can't hold their feet to the fire for what they're leaving for. Even though the the reasons are different. Jason in the last week has been to Popeye's chicken in the building and McDonald's in the building. Right. So all this whole, you know, everything's shut down except for drive through. Well, these businesses are now open again and you can walk right in. Which makes no fucking sense to me. Again, who's touching your food? Who's touching this? Who's touching that? Right? Everyone knows only the healthiest, cleanest people eat at McDonald's. Fuck sakes. So I want to be able to come in and stay in. I don't need any groceries. I don't need anything. But now people I care about need things. And it's like, fuck, just tell me what you need. I'll go get it. And then we're staying in. All right. And that's the big issue that I'm having here. I, I'm getting in fights with Jason daily because Jason insists on leaving to see his girlfriend who works in a hospital, by the way, that has had confirmed COVID deaths. Um, and the big issue that I'm taking with this is that he's, he's like, no, there's nothing wrong. We don't have it. You have no way of knowing you have it. Every day she goes to work, she could get it. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for her. The fact that she's out there working and she's posting on her social media, how much I, I go to work so that you can stay home. Yet she has her boyfriend come over every few days and she has no idea what she has because she hasn't been tested. And like they said a million times before her symptoms may not be showing, but 
they go over there or sorry, he goes over there and he comes back with, with whatever she's got. If it's nothing great, he brings nothing back. But if she has something, he brings it back to other people. He's basically taking risks with other people's health. It's very selfish. It's not as essential. If you want to go be with her, cool, go be with her for two weeks, go isolate with her and be there every day. And every day when she comes home from a hospital that definitely resets her clock because she's not being tested every day. Um, nor has she been tested. And you're bringing like uh, the amount of irresponsibility. Like she posts pictures of her six feet away from her sister out on walks. Great. That's the right thing. Having your boyfriend come over and potentially giving it to him and then sending him home and potentially giving it to the people that he lives with is irresponsible. Or if any of us have it because of where I've been or where Kamar has been, you know, there she could get it and then bring it to the hospital with her and give it to her. Like it's, it's so fucking stupid. It's, it's not necessary. And like I said, I, I really, I don't have a huge issue with people who are leaving to go for a walk outside. We're seeing lots of it, but it's a lot of people who are just, you know, oh, I want to see my girlfriend. Okay, great. Go, go give it to her then. Well, I don't have it. You don't fucking know. That's the biggest frustration with all this. Well, I don't have it. You don't know you don't have it. And you're ignorant. Like I said, the, 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 the biggest risk is the people who are stupid, who don't know no humility. No, I don't know. It's like, yeah, that's all I need you to acknowledge is you don't know. So when you walk around confidently, he's he's saying things like, he's like, we don't have it. We don't have it. I feel fine. Yep. Yep. Everybody two weeks ago who didn't have it when these numbers haven't spiked felt fine. And then eventually they got sick. May have hit them hard and fast or may have taken two weeks, but they just went around living their lives because they didn't care. And now more people have it more people and people who were vulnerable. I don't know. Fuck whatever. I really, I like, I want to get past it guys, but I'm so frustrated. I think the biggest thing that frustrates me is to the, the patting themselves on the back that, Oh, I'm part of the solution. When at night you're breaking the fucking rules, you're breaking the rules. And it, and again, it goes back to, if you were just putting yourself at risk, that's your decision. It's not smart, but it's your decision, but you're not, you're putting other people at risk too. And that's selfish. I don't even know where Kamar's going. Uh, during the day, but, or, but he's out at night right now, you know, yeah, he, during the day he says he's working and, and I'm sure he is, but there's a lot of, I know that, that he goes out to record his podcast with his people. Don't know where they've been, you know, maybe they sit six feet apart from each other. Sure. Who touched the equipment that this, that you set up? Like it's all, I don't have the answers. Maybe he does. Maybe he's hyper vigilant. But I also know that somebody in this house, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, uh, gets sludge all over their hands and touches everything in the house and leaves sludge marks. That's not somebody who's hyper diligent and careful about washing their hands. So this, all, all of this is me, uh, is, is all basically summed up as the, I would like to be able to do a 14 day quarantine and know that myself and the other people in this house that I care about are safe. The people that we care about in other places are safe. So that once we've quarantined ourselves for 14 days and stayed inside, we know we don't have it because we've been here for 14 days. I said it on the last podcast. I'm saying it again. Now, every time you leave the house, all right, and you go into somewhere, you've reset our clock. Theoretically, if you're getting too close to people, you're also resetting the clock. If you go out and you practice six feet, social distancing, you go for a walk. I think that's fine, but you have to know that you didn't go see, but your friend comes over and you walk side by side with them. Yeah. The clock's back to zero. So it will get worse. It will get worse while there's still people out there who are making selfish decisions, um, and who are not exercising the rules in place. And there's, they're being more and more vigilant about it. As people die now, like I said, there's already, the governments are already arguing with each other about who gets medical supplies. You don't think that's serious? 
when, when international trade is affected by it, but that's okay. Dumb people don't like to do that, uh, that, that thing thinking anyways, I sound like a prick, but guys, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about people I care about. I'm worried about people that you care about. Um, having said that guys, um, I have been spending a lot of time, uh, playing video games <laughs> and watching TV. So let's move on to a lighter note. I have been, uh, had a couple, uh, couple dudes I met in my uh, course of playing Red Dead Redemption 2, which, um, for any gamers out there on the, uh, the PlayStation or Xbox, uh, I will say that I completed on the uh, PlayStation Red Dead Redemption 2. And by completed, I mean, I got the, uh, the platinum. Oh yeah. Platinum trophy, which means I did everything that there is to do, uh, in that game in terms of the, uh, the trophies. So that was a tough one. That was a grind. Did that. Will anyone care? Will it be on the, my tombstone? Nope. But it definitely gave me something to do and focus on every day. Um, and so I did. <laughs> but I met, met a couple, uh, couple fellas through, uh, uh, one of my online friends. Um, and they are in New York. They are not at, uh, in New York city, but, uh, my buddies, Rich and Chad, uh, I've been talking shit with them. So basically they're just, they're just, there's these, uh, they're still in school, uh, in, in funny enough, they didn't sound like they were as young as they are when uh, we first started chatting, but they're, uh, they're teenagers, late teens, not some Michael Jackson pedophile fuck, but, uh, but I've been chatting with these guys. Uh, so I'll hop on to, to play when I'm playing and it's almost like immediately they'll just open up a party. So they're doing, they're playing whatever game they're playing, but we just, it's kind of cool. It's, it actually does help with the isolation shit that when I jump on to play video games, I've just got like, it's a, like a chat room. I've got other people in my ear and we're shooting the shit, whatever, but they're fun kids, big Nirvana fans actually. So it's, it's funny that, uh, these young pups are into the same music and shit like that, that I was into when I was their age. So that's kind of cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so anyways, I'll end up spending probably about an hour or so, uh, playing games and shooting the shit with those boys. Shout out to them. They're good kids. Good little fucks. And, um, but yeah, I've been playing, uh, the red dead. That's, that's where I met them as in the online red dead. Um, and then I've been playing, uh, what else I played the Sims four and that's like the same as every other Sims game. So I played that for an evening and I was like, I can't, I can't waste my life playing the Sims. I can't, it's too fucking lame. Um, and it's just always the same thing. My pal red is a big Sims fan. We played, uh, we used to play Sims fuck back in, back in high school. Um, so I'm surprised that they're only on the Sims four, but, but red chime in. If you've been playing it at all, send me an email or something. Fuck you got a lot going on. I want to say that too, guys. Uh, I did get an email from my buddy max, which I'll read a little bit later on. Thank you, max for the email. Thank Holy fuck. I did it. I did it guys. I burnt, I bitched for an hour, 48 minutes in. Ooh, I can just, I can just motor through the happy stuff. So, um, I'll try not to, I'll try to drag everything out. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, Sims four, um, guys, send me, send me messages. Let me know what you're doing. Red. I noticed that you happen to be, uh, undergoing a project would love an email telling me what you guys are doing uh, through the quarantine. Any of you other guys have any things that are going on movies, TV shows, uh, projects, you know, personal goals, all that shit. I'd love to hear all of it. Give me something to talk about. So I'm not bitching at everybody. Um, I guess I can give you an update, but I'm, I'm starting, um, right now. Uh, did I go anywhere? Well, I no. everyone else went somewhere. So I'll, I'll let you guys know what the official clock is. Um, at the time of, uh, this podcast coming out, uh, it's, it's April 3rd today. Um, but I, uh, zero, zero days, um, incident free at our house, zero. So 14 days. If everyone comes home tonight, uh, tomorrow's day one. And then we go 14 days from there. Um, if everyone just keeps leaving. So I'll just let you know what day we're at, uh, the next episode to see if anyone, uh, stops being selfish and, uh, and stays in, um, but, 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 
But hey, what else did I play? I played a game called Trials Fusion. Uh, that's just a, it's like, I first played a game like trials on my iPhone years ago. I think it was called like Joe danger or something like that, or stunt bike or something like that. So it's basically just one where you rock the bike backwards and forwards, trying to like complete loops and stuff like that. Uh, really fun game that I really enjoyed. I would spend many nights kind of playing that as I was, I was going to sleep, but, um, trials fusion is like that. You're basically just rocking momentum forward backwards on a bike, trying to do jumps that ever the tracks are like insanity in the sky tracks and loops and machinery moving tracks on you and stuff just fun whatever just some fun bullshit i've been playing uh not a whole hell of a lot of that but that was one thing the one that's really taking my time right now is uh overcooked 2 overcooked and overcooked 2 uh both of them were on sale i i've got the original one on uh, recommendation from my buddy Chris uh friend and 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 often I would say by now it's even fair to say often co-host of the one man podcast with me um <coughs> to the point where I, I actually had a phone chat with Chris the other day he's homeschooling his kids as everyone is but he's actually like doing like a curriculum with them and and does actual like class time and stuff with them good for him anyways Chris recommended overcooked to be uh, a while back I downloaded it, played it. Uh, I think we even played it a couple times together and uh, great game. You're basically managing a kitchen, um, you know, running around doing, taking orders, come in, you, you cut up the ingredients, you fry them or bake them or whatever it is, chop them up. Uh, then you like, you know, do the dishes, you got to organize what ingredient, but at the same time, all the, the kitchens are kind of crazy where they'll have a, a theme to them. So sometimes your you know, your kitchens are on top of two trucks and the trucks are moving lanes. So you have access to the other side of the kitchen and then they pull apart and you don't. And it's kind of like, oh shit, I gotta get back to the oven before that thing burns. You know, it's just, they, they, they it's, it's fun. It's goofy. It's uh very lighthearted and, and, you know, uh, cartoonish, but it's a great game. Well, overcooked two came out. And I happened to notice that on the PlayStation, they were having a sale on it. So for 20 bucks, um, I, I picked up Overcooked 2 and I've been just playing that uh, for a while. They got a bunch of expansions that I've now uh, got for it as well. And uh, I'm having a great time playing. I'm playing solo. You can play this one online, luckily. The first one was only local play. This one you can play online, but finding someone who's competent with a good connection uh, is difficult right now. Um, so yeah, I've been playing uh, Age of Empires 2 with Jay. He got some like updated 20th anniversary edition. We've been playing that. Uh, spent most of yesterday actually playing that. He set it up with me like early afternoon. I was going to record the podcast yesterday, but then he set up this big computer set up in my room, hooked up to my TV. And we ended up playing that till like one o'clock in the morning. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been me. It's been like, you know, meal prep and staying in playing video games, shooting the shit, uh, that kind of stuff, you know, nothing, uh, Nothing too crazy. Uh, my fellow Canadians, I'm sure a lot of you are aware, but the, the, uh, emergency, uh, you know, support relief, whatever the hell it's called, um, starts on April 6th, which is Monday. Is it Monday? And we get the fourth tomorrow, Sunday, the fifth. Yeah. So Monday. And, uh, you know, the way that they're doing it is people who are born from January, February, and March, you know, my first quarter, anyone who's born in the, uh, no fast food quarter, um, <laughs> that's, uh, you're, you're eligible to apply on the sixth. Uh, I'm a January baby. So first time ever being born in the winter kind of paid off for me. So I'm going to apply for that in the sixth. And of course, uh, what is it? April, May, June on the seventh, uh, July, August, September on the eighth and October, November, December on the ninth. So that's when you guys can, can get in there. Um, the information is on the, I believe Canada.ca website. I'm sorry, Americans and other listeners abroad. I don't have information on, on where financial relief and support can help you. Um, I hope it is being made available to you again, uh, unprecedented and 
interesting times that we're in right now. But uh, I hope everyone's being safe. I hope, I doubt, I, I was gonna say, I hope that you're, you know, you're taking this more seriously, but I doubt anyone would, I doubt anyone could listen to an expert and ignore them, but then hear my words and go, oh, you know what? He's got a point. Maybe I'll listen. I doubt that's the case. I think what I'm doing is I'm just, I'm venting my frustrations. And I think the people who are already doing this, you know, if you guys want to know what's going on with me, that is the single most frustrating thing in my life right now is the fact that, like I said, my, I can't even be responsible for my own actions because other people are bringing, are potentially bringing in contagions every day and they're taking it less. Not the, the thing is you could even be going out and going, yeah, I know how serious it is, but fuck it. I'm selfish. Like I, I almost want just, I think that I have a, a big issue in general when people are not accountable for the actions. It shows a big lack of accountability to go, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not bringing anything back. I feel fine. It's not, you're not being accountable for your actions. If someone was like, yeah, but I just, I don't care, which is the truth, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're not accountable, you still don't care. I don't care. I, I want this. I want it. So I'm going to go do it. Okay. Well, at least you recognize that as opposed to counter arguments of, there's nobody got it. There's 50 people in the city that got it. Nobody's got the fucking virus. You know what I mean? 50, 50 cases, no fucking beat. I don't have it. She doesn't have it. The idea that, that someone with a biochemistry degree could not understand that someone who goes to a hospital every day, every single day they could come home with it. Every single day. And then you're going to go over there and you could come home with it. That is exactly, that it's exactly the reason that this disease is continuing to spread is people with that mentality, all those factors, someone illustrating it to them and still going, eh, no, no. It's like, okay, the earth is flat. The Holocaust never happened. And you can't spread COVID by hanging out with somebody who works in a hospital and then coming back and giving it to someone else. That's what he sounds like to me. Anyways. Oh man. <laughs> On a lighter note, let me pull up my phone here. So I'm going to read my email from my buddy, Max. Max, you guys, if you remember correctly, was uh, <laughs> featured on an episode of the One Man Podcast some time ago. Um, he uh, he was the gentleman who uh, ended up breaking up with his girl, or sorry, uh, was saying how he, he didn't like his girlfriend, but uh, was staying with her because she had air conditioning and he did not. I fucking love Max. He makes me laugh. And uh, an old Maxie there, uh, yeah, and then his, and then I don't know this was the funniest part to me is Max then, uh, played for his girlfriend that episode that I was talking for. And then she, and then, and then turned it off before he got to the part where he said he was only with her because of this. So then she easily looked it up herself, uh, heard it and then broke up with them. And I was like, oh my God, I never thought that my actions, my actions on this podcast. So I have, I have effectively, uh, ended a relationship with the podcast. Um, I've gotten myself fired from a job with this podcast and, um, what else have I done? Have I done anything else detrimental with this podcast? Um, <clears throat> who knows? I mean, besides the fact that like, I mean, I love that you guys listen, but then the fact that I've got, you know, friends and stuff are like, you just complain a lot. Yeah. Well, that's my life. So yeah, I, I kind of love this thing. I love this thing. And, uh, I'm starting to really have this podcast become a part of myself in the sense that I neglect it. Uh, and I neglect it now. Like I do myself for like all, I, it's really a part of me and the fact that I now neglect it too. It was once something I held up very high and now, you know, uh, my codependency because I'm like, oh, I cherish these things other than myself. And now that it's a, such a part of me, well, it's time to let it go too. Um, Max writes in, what up, Josh? Uh, hope you are staying healthy during the pandemic. Remember the, the, I'm sorry, remember to ration toilet paper usage. I wanted to congratulate you on 150 episodes and let you know that listening to it has become a weekly ritual. Well, Max, I really appreciate that, buddy. 
Thank you so much. Anyways, if you haven't already done so, you need to watch Tiger King on Netflix. It's a true documentary about people illegally breeding and exploiting big cats. Let me know what you think. Talk soon, Max. Max, I have, prior to your email, I had watched uh, Tiger King. Uh, maybe maybe a day or two before I got your email. I had just watched it because everyone was raving about it. And I don't know if I brought it up last episode. Um, if I did, I didn't talk about it in depth. So here's here's what I'm going to do. Um, often I'll see movies and things like that. And I try not to spoil them because everyone's like, Whoa, spoiler alert. So here's what I got for you. Um, I will say that, um, next episode, episode 152, I will talk about what I thought of tiger King. So I'm giving you onesies. It shouldn't take this long. I'm giving you onesies. Everyone's got time now. You're full of shit if you don't. And it's only like seven parts and it's the one series tiger Kings on Netflix. Um, watch it. Um, it's very, everyone in this house had watched it. I think Jason had watched it. Jason came home from Noreen's, huh? Shocker. And raved about how her and him had burned through the whole thing. Uh, Kamar watched it and, and thought a lot about it. Um, I, I think I got it done in about two or three days. It was just kind of like I at the first few episodes I watched like the first night. And then the next day I watched one while I was, you know, uh, cooking and eating breakfast or doing meal prep or something. And then, uh, and then I burned through the last three, um, you know, that night or something like that. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting, man. It keeps you going. And of course, every episode ends with like a big, what, you know, they'll tell you something and then like, and of course this, and they just drop a bomb. You're like, what the fuck? And it immediately makes you want to watch the next episode. So, um, I will tell you my actual thoughts. I will go in depth. Um, not so much as to like necessarily ruin it or tell you everything that you need to know, but, um, I will, I will definitely have spoilers, but I'm giving you guys like four or five days till I post the next episode to, to think of yourself. So Max, uh, you will get that from me. Thank you for your email. I just, rather than being like, man, what did I think? I mean, I, uh, I enjoyed watching it, but I will, I will give a more in-depth one next episode just so that everyone kind of knows. All right. I'm giving you a chance to watch it guys. It won't take you long. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, a lot of people have already watched it because for me, it was just like, yeah, everyone's talking about, everyone's posting on social media. I'm sure even you guys, if you haven't watched it, somebody somewhere on one of your feeds, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, probably, I guess, TikTok or, or Snapchat, whatever the fuck, uh, people are posting about, about, uh, Tiger King. So, uh, watch it, watch it and be prepared to hear my thoughts, uh, next week. And, uh, and that'll do for this episode coming up more quarantine. Coming up, more deaths. Coming up, more selfishness. Coming up, more toilet paper rationing. Is that still going on? So, um, yeah. I mean, I hope you guys are good. Please stay safe. Stay in. Man, in two episodes from now, so much of this could be gone if everyone just stayed home. I know you want to go for a run and shit like that and do it. Do it. Do that part. I mean, I really do think that if people are careful when they're out, there's, you know, don't stop and lean up against the fucking mailbox or something that other people are touching. Like, there's so many things you know, that 90% of what you're doing is, is safe. And then the rest is not. So 101 in according to my recorder, um, you guys be safe. You know, I'm rooting for you. I want, I want all of us to still be here, uh, when this is over. So, uh, wish you the best. I will continue to monitor and shame people who want to leave the house for no good reason. I'm going to try to get all my, uh, my mother, as we've spoken, has texted me her list. So I'm going to call her afterwards and say, there's no way you got your entire list figured out in like an hour. So Jesus Christ, uh, there's at least 40 items on this list. Um, 
and and some of them already not specific. I won't share her projects, just read them to you guys, but I won't uh won't share them all uh all in this. I will uh I will uh, I will do that and I'll I'll tell you more if it's interesting. Cool. So be safe. Have a great week. Uh hug your loved ones. Um t- truly from the bottom of my heart, if you know anyone who's been affected by this in terms of actually like affl- afflicted, sorry, uh, we're all affected. I, I'm, uh, do I go off on another tangent? I'm listening to Jason every day, screaming at the TV. What are they doing for business owners? What are they doing for business owners? Like people are dying, right? And the same people who want everything to go back to normal are the same ones who are not being diligent. Oh, it irks me. Oh. But, uh, but Hey, that's the world we live in guys. Um, just because things are dangerous doesn't mean that selfish people aren't still selfish. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. You guys have a good week. Be safe. And, uh, I'll talk to you next week. Oh, that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. I was trying to say that anyone who's been affected by this in terms of the actual people with affliction, sorry guys, I'm sitting there going, did I, did I send up my heartfelt thing? No, I, I complained again. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if you know anyone who has contracted this, um, my, my heart, and my love goes out to you. If you know someone who is fighting for their life right now against it and, and my deepest, my deepest sympathies and condolences, um, if you've lost anyone over this, um, there are people who will shrug this off and it might hurt you. Like I said, those people who are shrugging this off, like it's not a big deal. And oh, there's only like a hundred people with it. And those people who are still saying more people die every year of the common cold. Um, well, that's not true anymore. And with a lot of other things like the flu and whatnot, um, there's vaccines, there's precautions. You can protect yourself against them. You can't protect yourself from this. Um, shy of staying home. And, uh, that's why they keep telling you stay home, go home, stay home. Um, if you know anyone who's doing anything other than going for walks or going for runs, um, try to be patient with them when you yell at somebody and say, Hey, you're fucking stupid still. You're, you're not, I get to vent it. I'm venting it here, but you can't go up to somebody yell in their face and go, you're stupid. Stay home. You know, because they're just going to argue with you. Um, they're out because they're stupid. You can't telling a stupid person they're stupid. Doesn't <laughs> It's not the, that's not the cure for stupid. The cure for stupid is not telling a stupid person they're stupid. Um, if they had the reasoning skills to understand that what they're doing is stupid, they probably wouldn't do it, but that's why stupid people are stupid. So, um, the best thing you can do is stay away from stupid people. Um, and stupid people go to pharmacies and, and restaurants. Oh God, don't go to the fast food places for the love of God. Um, that's where stupid people go. Don't go to Walmart. That's where stupid people go work. (laughs) live, lick the walls. Um, all of this is to say that I'm sorry that, that, that a lot of good people have lost their lives. A lot of good people are going to lose their lives. Um, I, I'm sorry for what you're going through and, uh, and hopefully more and more people by the day will take this more and more seriously. I think that the government is doing here in Canada, at least is doing their best to protect us. A lot of the government is doing their best to protect you guys uh, south of the border. Um, yeah, I'm sorry if this episode to you was just a bunch of bitching. I'm concerned for my health. I'm concerned for my roommate's health. I'm concerned for everyone who they've been in contacts with health um, and vice versa, right back the other way. Um So yeah, um, be well, be safe. 
Um, take care. And I, I hope every one of you is with us again next week. All right. Chat soon. They say love keeps on growing. It's the one thing that I felt I've always known. Cause it wouldn't matter where you'd go. Face instead.